All right. So you know that I like super dark coffee. Mm-hmm. You know that I like espresso. Yeah, but espresso, you're supposed to have like a small amount of it. Right. So Unless you do the whole like Americano. Okay. See, no one no one told me this. Okay. I was yesterday days old when I figured out what an Americano was. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm serious. <laughs> I was around the corner uh-huh. and I was like, I want something darker. You know me. I want like the darkest coffee you have. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even want like water strain through it. I just want you to like grind the beans and put them in my mouth. Right. Like I, like a baby bird. Yeah. Like I can't stress. <laughs> like I do not like garden. Var- like I'll drink it. Obviously. Yeah. I'm addicted to coffee. Yeah. No one, not a single person told me, Hey, you know, if you got an Americano, it's espresso with hot water. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I will have one of those, sir, please. And now I am on. I am on the Americana. I'm officially on the Americana. Have I made you Cuban coffee yet? I enjoy Cuban coffee. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, the only time I have it is when I go to Miami and I haven't been to a Miami game. And You get it with sugar? I get it when they tell, I get it whatever the way they tell me. Which is typically with sugar. Right. So, but sweet. there's like milk too. No, that's a cortado. Okay. That's what different. Basically, it's a, it's Cuban coffee espresso with milk. Okay. That's what that is. So the only time I have that is when I go to Miami. Yeah. The University of, I, mm-hmm. should, I should clarify, not, you know, South Beach or something. Okay. So. We don't well, have a, we don't Vers- have a. So- Versace, as, as they Vers- like to say there. <laughs> Versace. Versace. No, no, no. It's precise. <laughs> so is this why you're jacked up? Um, you, well, yeah. I mean, I've been basically freebasing it since yesterday. Max, to- Max are you ready? Uh, Clearly. Are you kidding? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. You're I ready. got bars. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Get that print assessment today. You don't want this eating into your budget in 2024. Print costs are sneaky and you can move your documents to the cloud. Thanks to our friends over at Copiers Plus. Again, check them out online at copiers-plus.com. So we talked to North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein last week because they dropped this lawsuit on the NCAA and you and I were happy to talk to Josh and we're like, okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Ah, you know, this isn't, this shouldn't be, these rules are arbitrary. They should just be able to do what they want. And North Carolina was joined with some other states. And then sure enough, yesterday afternoon, there was a temporary restraining order placed on the restrictions of second time transfers. So again, it's a temporary restraining order. I think on December 27th, they're going to uh, hear it again, but I guess for 14 days, it's kind of like the purge. All transfers are legal. Spencer Hall, every day should be Saturday. Channel six, the shutdown full cast floated. Could we get a bull transfer? A guy just decides right now. I'm I want to go play in a better bowl game. I'm going to leave my team right now and I'm going to transfer to this team. Could actually the temporary restraining order will be up by then by December 27th. We can't have somebody like 
Jim Harbaugh going, you know, we could really use a guy like you in the college football playoff. Why don't you come on down? So I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, but uh, it, it opens up the door for some madness, I guess. It sounds absurd, but that's where we are. It is. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't I don't know why the states have gone after the NCAA on this particular case. Number easy. Number one, I don't know why. Usually there's something behind this. And number two, I don't like that all of a sudden they snap their fingers and all of a sudden now you're allowed to do this. Where is this energy when it comes to the players making money? Mm-hmm. Th- that's the energy I want to see. And there was a lawsuit filed and Dwayne Carter, a Duke defensive tackle, is involved in that lawsuit. One of a couple of a handful of current athletes who are suing the NCAA saying they have the right to the money that these schools are bringing in through their media deals. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, Jeffrey Kessler is behind it. And that's the, that's the lawsuit I want to see snapped and Thanos into action. This one, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I gambled on a Creighton UNLV game last night. UNLV ended up pulling off an upset. Mm-hmm. This is one of those classic, hey, Joe, maybe do some homework. And I was like, oh, so-and-so's brother is now magically eligible. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> this, this would have been a great information to have, you know, two hours ago when I drove to Virginia, right? But I took it that way. I took it more of that way. That guys who were sitting out who are now play. play. Yeah. I did, I wasn't even thinking. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the next chaos. level brain of Drake May going to play for. Yeah. If you're Drake, uh, Drake May's like not Tess, Michigan, Tess Walker, they have a quarterback or Tess but, Walker. You know, like you know, I don't want to play in the Mayo Bowl, but you know, it would look really good for me right now. Yeah. If I was with Texas. Yeah, and I I don't. Yeah, I. I'm stammering because it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> well, because this Spencer, idea, I did see the coaches, the 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 anonymous coaching quotes, mm-hmm. either Nicole Auerbeck or or one of the other people who who cover college football nationally, saying that there were a lot of irritated coaches because they didn't go through mm-hmm. the list of players who had already transferred because they're like, well, we didn't think we would be able to get them. And now, yeah, you know, you know, I I, I hate all of this in the sense that. And we talked about this with Josh Stein. Like, I don't think you should be able to play for, and we're, we're going to see this with Wake Forest and NC State. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to play for Duke basketball this week and Carolina basketball next week. I don't like that. Well, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't even I think, like it year to year. I think that is an extreme way of putting it. It's just a fun mental exercise. I have zero issues for somebody playing a season somewhere and then the next season going somewhere else. And if it's not worked out there, coach gets fired, whatever it is. You get to go somewhere else. Okay, too. take the coach element out of it, though. I'm just saying there's any number of reasons why you might not want to go. And look, David Hale at ESPN uh, succinctly put it that the NCAA continues to lose these arguments in court because they keep trying to act as though these are normal students. Right. And when you allow normal students to do whatever the hell they want, but then you don't let the student athletes do what they want. And again, well, well, they're getting a scholarship. Yeah, a lot of people get scholarships to universities. It's not just athletes who get scholarships to universities. You get academic scholarships, all sorts of stuff, right? But none of those people are held to the same restrictions that athletes are. And this is where, this is where you get to the Dwayne Carter story. If you want this to stop happening, and to answer your question, why is this happening? Like, mm-hmm. why are they going after the transporter? Because it's easy. It's a layup. All right. Obviously, I mean, this, they this literally is, snapped and it happened. This is Mario level one, one. Like, okay, oh, okay cool. I'm going to stomp on a Goomba. I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to jump on the flag. Cool. And then it starts getting harder. Right. And I think that's where the Dwayne Carter story comes into play. And he released a statement. Luke DeCock wrote a story about this on the News and Observer. And you and I talked about, oh, we should get Dwayne Carter on. He's not doing any media because 
the lawyers don't want him to do any media. And I'm not sure if even if Duke wants him to do any it's media. It's not Duke's choice. It's He's not suing Duke's. the NCAA. He might be being uh, nice. Yeah, he might be being nice. So I, here's I was the quote from Carter. I was disappointed when they did, where he wouldn't talk to Luke yeah. and not because it was Luke. You are trying to change something. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't, that doesn't happen in silence. You have to get out and get, in, as we've talked a lot about, get your messaging out there. So here's the statement that was given to the News and Observer. It's time for the NCAA to recognize that the rules prohibiting athletes from sharing in the massive revenues we help generate are harming all college athletes. There are hundreds of people involved in the NCAA, but the only ones who cannot be paid are the athletes. I'm proud to stand up for all college athletes to correct the injustice. In Luke's story, he adds Duke would not let the media speak to Carter on Saturday. This is during the Manny Diaz introduction. And whether Carter asked for Duke for that protection or merely went along with the university's wishes, he seemed okay with it, but his time in the spotlight is coming and it will be extremely bright. And I think he's perfectly capable. Carter is perfectly capable of handling this sort of thing. And that's where we're headed. I can't stress this enough. You hate how college athletics is operating now. There are solutions to it. But the solutions involve money. And these universities are like the Chappelle bit when he was married to Oprah and he has the cash laid all over him with the little crown on and he's clutching to that money. That's the NCAA right now. Those are the universities. We can't give up this money because how are we going to give the strength and conditioning coach $250,000? How can Nick Saban? A million. I forgot in the SEC they get a million to, to, to the to the SEC's point, how can Nick Saban add five different quality control coaches for his fired NFL buddies? How can we do that? Well, deal with it. Because you, if you want these rules in place, if you want to prevent the second transfer, if you want this portal stuff to end, well, then you're going to have to give the consideration. I don't know why this is complicated. And it's not like you don't have the money. You do have the money. You know how I know you have the money? Look at your payrolls. Not just coaching. Look at the administrative titles that exist. Layers upon layers of assistant two and yada yada, external affairs, associate AD for blah, 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 blah. Man, money's been good for everybody else except for the guys who are actually playing the game. So I don't know why this is complicated. You want X? Well, this is what you have to do in order to get it. In the meantime, we are then still in the mode of portal time. NC State has a quarterback, Joe. Busy day yesterday. It was a busy day yesterday. Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina. Uh, he did not, he had an injury. But he had a, he had a, he basically was knocked out. He was sent to the hospital. He missed the last game, the last five games for uh, the kicking chickens. He had 2,000 yards, touched t- 10 touchdowns, but six interceptions before that mid October head injury. Uh, but prior to that, he had 2,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions in 11 games. You know, he's played well against power five competition. Like Grayson McCall was part of the story of Coastal Carolina when they were running hot, playing some big games. And it comes from a difficult, not a, a difficult conference. I know some people might roll their eyes, but it's a competitive conference no, Sun Belt. in the Sun Belt. Yeah, that is a competitive conference. Yeah, it's good so football. it's not like Grayson McCall isn't forged in the fires of good football and he can elevate up to the ACC. I'll be curious to see a how healthy he is between now and the start of next season. And whether this blip that he had before the injury was a transition to a Tim Beck offense and what they want to do with him at NC State. First of all, bravo to Dave Doran for playing the long game. (laughs) Not only getting rid of Tim Beck, but getting him to a place (laughs) where he then sends in 
the best quarterback in the transfer portal <gasps> to NC State. So I tip my hat. That's that's like 12 DHS. That ain't even 40. Um, McCall hasn't made it through the last two years, which is a interesting flag for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a runner because he runs as well. And mm-hmm. this is where some of those injuries come in. You cannot absolutely argue with the numbers he put up in 20, 26 and three yeah. in 20, the pandemic, the, the heart of the pandemic. And then the following year, 27 and three note those last two numbers. The most important thing yep. to Dave Doran, don't turn the ball over. Obviously it is December 14th. You and I are going to talk lots and lots and lots and lots about NC state football between now and next year. When you look at the steaming pile of cupcakes that is coming on NC state schedule next year, dear sweet baby Jesus, if they don't at least play for the ACC championship next year, yeah, I don't know. Something went horribly wrong which as we know from 2021 is certainly in play no it's it's absolutely in play meanwhile (laughs) riley leonard did the thing i expected him to do go to notre dame you're a little surprised that he'd not go to texas a&m with mike elko i was i thought mike would would be smart and use some of that new money and say hey i got a guy who i know could help us uh, talked to Steve Wiseman though yesterday from the News Observer. He was like, "Yeah, no, they were planning on losing Riley either to the NFL or to the portal." Yeah. Beginning last summer, they knew this was their last their their last kick at the can with him. Notre Dame playing that deep pocket. Let's go get those handsome white boys from the ACC <laughs> game. Very um, interesting. Very interesting. Look, I'm I'm with you on the Sam Hartman thing. Handsome mm-hmm. beard out there looking like Peaky Blinders, that sort of thing. I get it, right? Riley Leonard has boyish charms to him. Like, oh. I went back and looked at our interview that we did with Riley Leonard at ACC kickoff. I thought we were talking to a high schooler, like a literal freshman in high school. And then they put out a video of him going to Notre Dame. He's slapping the play like right, a champion right. today thing. And it's like, oh, whose kid is that? It's cute. That's a cute kid. Is it like take your kid to work day? Now, we he's know a baller. That, we know that Riley <laughs> Leonard's a, got that dog in he's him, a though. Baller. We know he's got that dog in him. And that's going to be interesting. I think it's a good fit for Riley Leonard because of how Notre Dame likes to go about their offense. What is Notre Dame really, really good at and why they keep crushing oh. ACC schools? Yeah, they pound you up front. Bingo. Hit the play action. Bingo. Yeah. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I think it's a good fit for him at Notre Next Dame. Next year, we got an expanded playoff. Notre Dame, I'm sure, has a, a breeze through. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that, if he stays healthy, I hope he stays healthy. Obviously, this year, was a challenge and we did not get a chance to really see, but that's the way he plays. So you got to be careful with those, with the quarterbacks like a Grayson McCall, like a Riley Leonard, that run. That's, it's a bug and a feature. Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by wings over, check them out in downtown Raleigh in Chapel Hill and in Greenville, check them out online, put the order in the time you want those wings to be ready. They will be ready. Great flavors. They got specials all the time, new flavors, limited run flavors. And of course the tots and the waffle fries. Our top notch. Well, we have wings over Raleigh, wings over Chapel Hill, wings over Greenville. I'm now wondering if there's a wings over College Park. Mm. And I, I, I mean, you know who this text is from, but <laughs> quote, <laughs> since MJ Morris is going to Maryland. Yeah. It, it's such a Maryland football thing. It's such a Maryland football thing to hitch its fortunes to a transfer quarterback who quit on his team after back-to-back late season wins at home. <laughs> he won't have to worry about that specific problem at Maryland. The Terps are two 
and 22 yeah. in November and December home games Yikes. since 2011. Two and 22. I had a, uh, there was an NC State fan in my mentions who said, look, man, I'm not putting it on the level of a guy transferring from NC State to North Carolina or vice versa, but I'm an old ACC yeah. guy and seeing him go to Maryland just bothers me. You think Philip Rivers went like, how dare you? How dare you? Philip with four L's or? Yeah, it's Philip with four L's. Philip yeah. with four L's. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. Um, good for the Big Ten. Look at, yeah. look at Maryland. Sure. Are they good, still, good for MJ Mars? Maryland, Maryland's going to be one of the first teams kicked out of the Big Ten. No, when, eventually well, they, when, yeah, when eventually they go. I will just say this. Maryland is obviously not on Ohio State or Michigan's level, but they are the third team in terms of skill level on offense in the big 10. So it's actually a good move for MJ Morris. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, one other, one other quarterback note. Uh, Cause I was looking around doing some things and uh, looking for stuff to talk about. It's called research show. Uh, sure. I call it dicking around on the couch while the TV's on, but um, Mel Kuyper is, his is starting. I told <sighs> Mel Kiper starting. Don't Joe. you say Mel Kiper starting. I started this last year. Thank you. No, you're going to disagree. Uh oh. What do you do? He's got Caleb Williams one. Oh, okay. Good. But now he's starting the drama of, but who's really number two? Oh, who do you think? Disrespecting my guy. Who do you think his number two is now? Who do you think the real, the battle is now with Drake May I for the number two spot? I think people are going to be enamored of JJ McCarthy. No, it's the Heisman winner. Guy who oh, just Jayden won the Heisman. Daniels? Yes. Yes, I know you're making I, a face. I saw all I needed to see. And I, I feel bad. I'm a Heisman voter. Sure. I did not vote for you get three spots on your Heisman ballot. I did mm -hmm. not vote for Jaden Daniels. In in total fairness to him, I watched three of his games. The first one was against Florida State when he decided to jump for no reason. And I'm like, I'm not breaking any ground here. I just want to remind people, and I've been saying this for years. And Drake May is going to be a point of fascination because of North Carolina. He's going to be a point of fascination because the Panthers are going to be the ones that are going to have the number one pick that's going to have to go to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. There's going to be all sorts of what-if scenarios. Shout out to Josh Graham, who's going to be fighting that good fight that Bryce Young's a better prospect than Drake May. Salute to you, good sir. You die on that hill, man. You you go out there. We want you on that wall making that argument, my buddy. So, my Drake May didn't have a great year this year. I'm, I, he did, but I, it doesn't point matter. Better. But it doesn't matter because you know it doesn't matter whether he had a good year or not at North Carolina, people are going to fall in love with him. But this is my point. What Mel Kuyper is doing right now, y'all buckle in because oh. if we have obvious choices as to who should be number one, we have to create the week of dot, dot, dot. It's going to be the week for this guy. It's going to be the week for this guy. Never forget. We had a Will Levis week yeah. where it, people were convinced. Well, Levis has been pretty good. He actually has been pretty good. Everybody's been good. But the guy they took but, but, but turned away the farm for. Whoopsies. Yeah, they might want to have that one back. Housekeeping. Please, if you haven't already, go to OGTriangleMedia.com and fill out the survey. We're going to be wrapping that thing up next week. We'll start going through it and we'll get a better idea of what we want to do in 2024. So that should be a lot of fun. We got some, some potential events that we'll be knocking out early in 2024. Uh, we might be doing a Tech Mobile tournament. That'd be a lot of fun. We could be doing a Brackets and Bourbon. That could be a lot of fun too. But we got to know what you're actually interested in. So head on over to OGTriangleMedia.com and fill out that survey. New um, housekeeping live show Thursday. Uh, yeah, next Thursday, we'll be doing a live show from Raleigh Times, the rooftop. Yeah. The folks over at Raleigh Times are confused as to why we want to be outside. 
It's gonna be a go- it's gonna be a lovely day. Oh, they think it's gonna be too cold or something. We're like, yeah, we've been in the beer cave. It's fine. Not even the beer cave. You know what was colder than the beer cave? No. The parking lot. No. Well, then again, you were lit. Oh, we can get some Colonel Taylor. Yeah, I was gonna say you were you were lit in the parking lot. I was freezing. <laughs> you you had a little warm in the belly. You know, <laughs> you, you you definitely were insulated in that regard. Uh, I'm rocking the NC flag. Tea, yeah, hoodie yeah. from uh, from Breaking Tea. Word of advice: Can size up, <laughs> size up on this one. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> size up on this one because I thought it was of the same. It's a different type of hoodie. It's yeah. more of like a gray sweatshirt type classic gym hoodie, right? Um, it's comfortable. Don't get me wrong; it's still great material. It's comfortable, but it's a little tighter than the other hoodies that are largest. So when I yeah. put this bad boy, I'm like, am I gonna fit into? Okay, good. I'm a little bit like a sausage casing, but <laughs> I, I'll thought take I, it. I thought I still had the uh, Skyhawks one in here. The Skyhawks one, I got XL. I got that one XL. It doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit you? The gray XL does not fit me. All right. Well, yeah. pro tip on that one. Yeah. Just pro tip on that one. Size up on uh, on these hoodies if you're going to get the hoodie. Of course, they got t-shirts and everything else. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Bundling is back, I was baby. say bundle up. Bundling is back. People were like, oh, I'm going to stream this. I'm going to stream that. Oh, it's gotten really expensive. No. <laughs> bundling. Disney's bundling. And Mosquito Authority Pest Authority is bundling. So bundle and save. Uh, contact them today. Head on over to bugsbite.com. Again, that's bugsbite.com. Also, big thanks to where are we on my uh where are we where are we on my on my sheet here? Breeze through. Big thanks to Breeze Through. Speaking of being out in the beer cave, we'll be doing more of that next year as well i i want to put on my bucket list for 24 to get get out to the high the high house location that that feels like the taj okay of do they, have a, do they have a beer cave there i don't know but i feel like there might be like a secret room yeah maybe it's like a that that thing is crazy fancy maybe something something to look forward to in the future <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Although that's not the one you want. Quite stylish. I found an, I found two new stingers. Oh, did you? Two new stingers in iMovie because I finally updated iMovie. Mine was off stuff. Broadway. Was so that was that's that's called uh, curtain call. Yes, that's called curtain call. And then you wanted off Broadway, which I ended up putting together this morning. Yeah, it's clearly the end of a show. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah, that is, that is there's, big, there's that's, all, that's big Frasier energy. Frasier, but there's also a little bit of big man on Mulberry Street, Billy Joel. That's uh, true. That's true. That's true. So I am doing research this morning. Go to the Washington Post like I typically do. And I saw this headline. Tommy DeVito, Zach Wilson <laughs> named NFL's Offensive Players of the Week. If you need a headline to tell you where we are, not the onion. <laughs> if you want to know what is up with the NFL this season, I cannot think of a better headline. If you, you football fan, if this were back in August when camps are opening up and you're getting ready for preseason games in September and you're getting hype about stuff. And I told you, buddy, on December 13th, you know who the two hottest quarterbacks in the NFL are? 
like, oh man, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers, right? And Daniel Jones turning it around, right? Danny Dimes. No. Tommy DeVito. Hey. And Zach Wilson, your offensive players of the week. I really have nothing to add. It kind of makes my point for me. Yeah, Adam Schefter tweeted it yesterday. I mean, everybody did. Sure, sure, sure. I was like, is that Adam Schefter or a darn nope. Schefter? Because I didn't quite believe that those two guys would be the players of the week. So Cam Newton. So there's a there's 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 two subjects here. Okay. There is this interesting development of old NFL QBs, guys that are no longer in the league, turning into NBA guys like 90s NBA guys who there's an entire media ecosystem where the old NBA heads go on their podcast, they go on TV and they say, man, it ain't like how it used to be. You know, Tom Brady's done this. Right. Ben Roethlisberger recently just called out Mike Tomlin. I know. He went scorched earth. I texted Brooke Pryor. We're going to get Brooke Pryor on in the new year to talk about this stuff. Although maybe we can do it next week if she's got some (laughs) time. He went scorched earth. I was, I was, slightly surprised by that so i i i sent her the the screen grab maybe the tradition of the pittsburgh steelers is done and i just texted her this effing guy she's like yeah the locker room wasn't exactly thrilled with ben roethlisberger's recent take on the tradition of winning just not being there anymore how are you gonna lump cam into those two lugheads well cam's been doing a lot of media appearances lately and recently he called Brock Purdy media well, you know, like podcasts and whatnot. I mean, it's all media these days, dude. It's all scrambled eggs. So he apparently was on one of these podcasts or his own podcast. And he said, all these guys are game managers. Brock Purdy is a game manager. You know, Tommy DeVito is a game manager. Is he wrong? Spot the lie. Right. Is he, but the, that's the question. Like on its basis, is he wrong? No, you know, I have another instance of how, you showed me that Brian Dable clip that I don't have. Somebody asked Giants coach Brian Dable if there's a lot of Brock Purdy in Tommy DeVito. And then eventually, like, is he like another Tom Brady? Because people have convinced themselves that Brock Purdy is Tom Brady reincarnate. And Brian Dable's like, are you for real right now? He wouldn't even entertain the question. Because you know, you know, Brian Dable works with, with Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. He's got, he's been around greatness. Does Tommy DeVito have that save? That's where we are right now in the NFL. So I don't, I don't disagree with what Cam Newton's saying, even if it comes off as here's this old head talking about how these guys just ain't like it's used to be. This got Kimberly A. Martin on Get Up this week to absolutely crush Cam Newton. Here's what she had to say. I'm just so, like, honestly, like, move past the outfit for a second. Um, he literally said in the year of 2023, where it's all about NFL backups, where's Cam? Not on an NFL roster, right? So he's talking about all these NFL game managers. He sounds like the people literally tweeting at me from their basement, like get back in the, like, it's like, you are at home watching me. Like, like, just, just, just turn the TV off. Probably in the kitchen. (laughs) Like It it just sounds so foolish. So anyway, that's Kimberly A. Martin talking about Cam Newton complaining about game managers. And it's like, well, if these guys are just game managers, where are you at? I, I've watched a, I've watched a good chunk of Cam Newton last couple of weeks on these podcasts. I yeah. enjoy it. Oh, he's great. The stuff he's had about Sam Darnold and uh, Matt Rule in particular and, and Belichick well, I'm, I'm and the difference you... between like actually being with a real life professional coach 
Here's the thing, and this gets to your a lot of your points about Cam Newton, that he wasn't appreciated in his time. No, he wasn't. For sure. And the reason Cam Newton is not in the NFL is not because he's not, it's, it's because he had a window. Mm-hmm. He maximized that window in the way that he played football. Mm-hmm. He's no longer capable of playing in that style. He was never, ever on a, on a single day of his life, a game manager, because that requires having players around him. He never had, he had for what, one year or a half of a year, mm-hmm. McCaffrey? I mean, they, I think they, I think they played one year together the, the, the year after, right? Yeah, I think it was the year after. So, I, have go, I have to go back and double listen, check. Listen, it, it's, it's disingenuous for people to come at Cam and be like, well, well, you're not good enough anymore. No, the guy poured it out because he played a very specific style. He also played a way where people were allowed to beat the shit out of him and hit him after the whistle. He wasn't old enough to get that call, Joe. Right. So uh, there's a lot of things that you can, and the, the outfit, stop. Who cares what he wears? I know people. I know people have a hard time with Cam when no, it comes to the got, stuff that he wears. You got to remember. Like, you got to remember. Just stop with Joe, the outfit. If Joe Burrow wore what Cam, he's Newton dripped wore, out and he's, he's dripped out. He, yeah. I gotta, I gotta cop that look. But Cam Newton shows up wearing a romp, romper. It's suddenly like, what? I, what? Yeah. And uh, Darren Gant, our friend, tweeted this today again. Like Cam Newton makes people stupid. And he does. I, it's like you're right. You're right. But you're right. But but Cam Newton is right about a lot of stuff. You referenced the podcast he recently did with the QB. It's a podcast called the QB Room. It's on YouTube. It's actually done by his old teammate, Kyle Allen. <laughs> so I thought it was great. Remember, yeah. Kyle Allen was going to be like the next big thing because he won some games with Christian McCaffrey running his ass off yeah. and a really Catching good defense yeah. and a really good defense at that time. I remember when the wheels fell off. For Kyle Allen, it was against the Atlanta Falcons. I was actually at that game on cheap tickets, and that was an atrocious game to witness in person. But here he is on the QB room talking about the differences. The, the, the lead up to this, the lead up to this was clowning Matt Rule, essentially. That when he came back, he found himself in a situation with Sam Darnold, and he and Sam Darnold had some sort of disagreement about, like, I'm the starting quarterback. Like Sam, the, Again, the way Cam says it, Sam Darnold was very much adamant, I'm the starting QB. And Cam's like, are you sure about that dog? And it's like, let's, let's talk to Matt rule. And he realized like Matt rule, I'm coaching the coach. That's how he put it. Like I'm finding myself coaching the coach. And it leads to this interesting tidbit about his time with the new England Patriots. Remember his ending at the new England Patriots was not great. Like Bill Belichick used the COVID stuff to be like, you're out dude. Right. Like you're out. So here he is talking about the differences between Matt Rule and Bill Belichick, who he ultimately has respect for. And he didn't necessarily know it. So that spurred off to a situation where I was like, Coach Rule, bro, I would appreciate if we would meet every week. So I'll tell you the dynamic of the locker room, tell you what guys thinking and things like that. Because when when I went to New England, it was like a what the fuck moment. <laughs> like Bill Belichick is so tapped into his team. He knows everything about it. He knows who's having girl issues. He knows whose girl is pregnant. He knows whose side girl is out of pocket. Okay, we stop it right there. <laughs> Can we stop it right there? I could just see Belichick with a notepad, the pencil in the ear, in the notepad. What? Oh no! Is okay. that uh, right. is that his so. main girl or is that the side girl? Okay, got it. Thank we're you. On, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> so he continues. He knows how much ticket sales is happening. He knows what. Like it, it was just wowing. He does that because he's he's tapped into the core landmark players who he respects. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have team captains just to have team captains. His team captains report the news back to him. He said, Coach, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, coach. 
I don't think we should practice this week. Or, or not practice this week, but practice today, man. Guys are sore, blah, 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 blah. That's not to say that he always agrees with it, but he still says that's something to consider. And then we're going to do it how I advise the team to do it. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule was not like that. And he just felt like they will get it. And I'm like, no, bro, that ain't how you do it. So to the situation about C-Mac, if he knew that and knew, had a coach that could really coach the star, and not just him. I mean, I don't think the game in my lifetime would see another C-Mac. So that's what he was talking about, Christian McCaffrey in that situation. Sorry, I'm still thinking about uh, Bill Belichick going. So was that the um, was that the wifey, the girlfriend, or the mistress? Okay, thank you. I'll understand how he's playing this week. Okay, we're on to Cincinnati. This gets us to two points, actually three. But you come to find out, and I think this comes through in the reporting of what Tyler Dunn had done with the Buffalo Bills and what has been going on with Sean McDermott and, you know, going full, hey, man, you got to hand it to him. You got to be able to communicate like Just, the bombers, like 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 the terrorists, man. Yeah. I mean, they had a goal. I still can't I still can't get over that. He thought that was a good idea. Regardless, there's turmoil. But you start to pick apart. There's turmoil at every NFL franchise there's all sorts of stuff that are going on so bill belichick isn't the greatest on planet earth as they're getting ready to fire him by the way which will get us to another point in this conversation so i think this is illustrates once again that there are in every nfl franchise there are communication breakdowns wrong hires guys who don't get it don't get locker room environments think it's about them not dealing with adults matt rules a prime example of this and this also got me to think about the hunger Games story from last week that Joe person and Diana Rossini had put together. And it was an opposite problem. Whereas Matt rule wanted everybody to get on his page and he wasn't, you know, identifying the guys to be their locker room captain, so to speak, Frank Reich either picked the wrong ones or didn't understand that he did not have command of the room as people were going behind his back to go talk to David Tepper. Do you think that bill Belichick, regardless of what you think of how things have gone post Tom Brady, do you think in that locker room, There would be people that would go, hey, man, let me like circumvent what Bill Belichick is doing to go talk to Robert Kraft. There would only be one. Right. And And he's gone. And he did. (laughs) And he did. But he earned that. (laughs) And he did. He earned that. Absolutely. All right. Tom Brady won Super Bowls. He earned that. So that was, again, hiring somebody who apparently just couldn't have the right proper command of a room, which gets us to the the Panthers and the Patriots and the end of Bill Belichick and whether or not. David Tepper might actually go after Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick, student of the game. Yeah. Wants to finish his career in Washington. But what if David Tepper, who has been known to be had in terms of like, I'm so desperate to win. I'll do X, Y, Z. I'll overpay for Matt rule to win. I will go get the right guy and then put this million dollar coaching staff around him, which of course didn't pan out. He's clearly willing to overspend. He's clearly willing to go above and beyond to get the guy he thinks is going to work. So I agree with you on the student of the game aspect in the Washington uh, football team. But could David Tepper actually make a play? And then it gets to a second question. Would Bill Belichick actually be a good fit for what they're trying to do in Carolina? No, I mean, Bill Belichick's trying to reach the NFL record for wins. He's trying to get to 348 combined wins, regular season playoffs. Don Shula's record, 347. That's what he's going for. He's not coming back. He's not going to come to Carolina where you don't have a first-round pick mm-hmm. and you basically have one asset and it's an iffy asset 
So it's a difficult situation. Whereas Washington, keep in mind, Washington just traded away their whole defensive line is stockpiling draft picks. Whatever we think of Sam Howell, we've always been on team Sam Howell. He's on his rookie deal. You know, he's not Tom Brady, but he's in a very similar contract situation (laughs) to what Bill Belichick was able to do when he had a quarterback like that young and and slightly frisky and probably going to do the things that Belichick wants him to do as well. Every time we talk about the Carolina Panthers, it's brought to you by graffiti. Check them out in downtown Cary. They got wonderful bourbon, great cocktails, bunch of TVs to watch the games, deals on Sunday, and of course the axe throwing. That's always a fun time. And to finish the point about Belichick, Rule was throwing a bunch of money. It was a cash in. It was, right? Like it made sense for a college coach to go from Baylor to the NFL for $7 million a year. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick doesn't need money. He's not, it's not about that for him. It's about his legacy and it's about this record. Speaking of making money, we'll close the conversation on the Panthers like this. Uh, this is from uh, Neil Greenberg, who does odds for the Washington Post. And maybe you knew this. Maybe I'm giving you some free money, some easy money. At the Panthers are one in fifth, uh, what are they? One in uh, 12 right now in the NFL. They'll probably move to one in 13 against the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. As bad as the Falcons are, the Panthers can't get out of their own way. And apparently Vegas has problems valuing the Panthers on the, on the spread. Panthers are three, nine and one against the spread and have missed covering by an average of more than five and a half points per contest, which is huge in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Cause aren't most spreads in the NFL, like three and a half. There's a home three for most of them. Sure. Yeah. Like if a team's d- minus six, it's a pretty big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of shows you home. I mean, particularly the, the teams that the Panthers are losing to. It's like, so you, you, you take that information and you do what with it? In theory, you would just go. The, the real problem is the same problem we're having. What is the motivation? Oh, they're like have, right. Like, yeah, that's how you usually can tell what what it, if they're totally tanked out. You're like, oh, okay. Well, we're just gonna push that thing up to like 15, which yeah. they they have they've been reticent to do because of their opponents. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes. Like even today, even this week with the Atlanta line, you know, like be really trust Atlanta to go hammer somebody no. on the road. Absolutely not. Right, but Absolutely you also not. don't trust Bryce Young. The tie his shoes at this point either. They're just waiting for the red rifle to get back out there. Jeez. Big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovia's Angelio new location, Lake Boone Shopping Center in Raleigh. Um, the fries are coming, right? Sandwiches are coming in the new year. Right now, you focus on those sides. You focus on the, the all the meats that you love. Focus on the homemade hot dogs. I told you I got the sausage for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Off the chart for the stuffing. Yeah, no, no, for the lasagna. Oh, that's right. You did the uh, you did the Thanksgiving yeah. lasagna. Off the charts, man. I love Off that. The char- I, I, I just go in there and pick something. Again, I'll reimburse you if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how confident I am. That's right. We have a separate bank account for. Oh, you didn't like that butcher's market? Here you go. Actually, no, don't take that up. Because you're not going to have to take that up because Butcher's Market always delivers. Speaking of delivering, you want to sell your home? Got to deliver on that. Try to buy a home as competitive things are. Got to deliver on that. And Hometown Realty can deliver both those things for you. Head on over to myhtr.com and get started today. Buy, sell, calculate. Know what you're doing. Go with the experts. Myhtr.com. We're going over to Shady's today to go talk to um, our lawyer friends. See our friend. Uh, Josh and, and Joe are doing their podcast today. Okay. Outlaw Lawyer podcast today. So we will break some break some brown liquor maybe with them. <laughs> well, I do have to get to Caleb's. I have to get to Caleb's uh, 
concert time. I was going to say, it's a shame that you don't have the hockey in Garner Lich. Down yeah, the they never practice in Garner this time of the year. So both Caleb... Do they and, only put the adults there? Is that what they do? No, Garner? no, no. It's, it's all based on region of where you uh, sign up okay. and what's closer to practice and whatnot. But yeah, the um, Jacob's not going to hockey practice tonight because he also has a winter performance for his wind ensemble. Ooh. So they're doing this at Ligon and at Enlo at the same time. Well, they certainly weren't taking the obvious family needs into, so I, into mind when they said this. Anyway, go check goodness. out wh.lawyer because I feel like I should have hit up wh.lawyer to be like, can we knock out an agreement between the two schools that you cannot bill me for future therapy based on who decides to go where? Mm. So initially, Kelly was right about this. Initially, I said this to her. I'm like, well, why don't we just have the kids decide? We get to see which parent they Ooh. like better. <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. She goes, so you want to send them to therapy? Is that what you're saying? I'm like, I'm kidding. How do you actually want to handle this? Uh Coin coin flip? Rock, paper, scissors? No. We brought back the ACC picking kitten, Joe. Did you? Yeah, RIP Roy, the original ACC picking kitten. Uh, We set it up with the two schools and the two kids, and we had Pearl, who is a treat fiend, Come out and decide. So the first thing that was selected was Enlo. And then the second thing that was selected was me. So I am going to Enlo for the concert. Okay. And then Kelly will go to Ligon. Did you ever have to do this? You and Jess? No. Like things just worked out schedule wise for the two kids all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm jealous. We have to make executive decisions. Okay. You're going here. I'm going there. It's brutal, man. Maybe I should get that written up in a contract. Head on over to wh.lawyer. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline is our friend, C.L. Brown, up in Louisville. And Joe and I were talking about this, C.L., this morning, like, man, what the... (laughs) What is going... Like, what is happening at Louisville? Like, this guy was going to transfer, but he says, I'm not transferring. And then he's watching this game. He's at a women's game. They're releasing multiple statements. Uh, Earlier in the week or a couple weeks ago, Kenny Payne's making fun of one of his players for needing the right compression shorts and kids today. Am I right? And then they go have the audacity to lose to what Arkansas state last night at the Yum center with nobody there. See what? <laughs> I don't have a good answer for it. They Louisville knows they're screwed it up for the rest of us. Right. <laughs> they, they know, they know. I think, uh, well, going back to, it, it's a mess, man. It's it's even hard to know where to start. So <laughs> let's start with last night. And okay. Karan Davis was uh, one of their signees, junior kid, junior college kid, came in. Um, he's been missing in action, basically hadn't been on the bench, hadn't been with the team since early in the season. I think the Coppin State game, which was like the second or third game of the year. So every time we asked about him, Kenny Payne would tell us that he's not in trouble He's good. He's just not with the team right now. And that that was the extent of his explanation and what we would get. And so fast forward to yesterday when the first release goes out from the school saying that he asked to enter the transfer portal. That was actually Kenny Payne trying to protect the kid, basically. He had been dismissed from the team. They didn't want to ruin his chances somewhere else or whatever. They wanted to kind of make it seem like it's his decision to leave. 
And the problem was it wasn't properly communicated with Karan Davis. Had, had he been in on it, <laughs> then he wouldn't have replied on Twitter that I didn't ask to be released. I love L, you know, and so then they had to come back with a second release, like 30 minutes. Uh, no, actually, it was like 90 minutes before the game last night to say he's actually been dismissed from the team. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it goes to I wrote the column last night about it. It goes to the messaging from Kenny Payne. It it <laughs> it hasn't been on point. <laughs> I mean, he's. As you mentioned, the whole tight gate, you know, that that's something that should have been handled in-house. I mean, of course, those are the kind of things most coaches would tell you off the record after the fact. Like, you're not going to believe what this kid did, man. (laughs) He didn't want to play because he didn't have the right compression sleeve or whatever, you know. But Kenny said that part out loud. So it it did kind of seem like he was throwing the kid under the bus. But the flip side in Kenny Payne's defense was – if he doesn't tell us why the kid only played three minutes in a game and it was Tyler Johnson, who to me, he started for the first time last night. To me, he's, he's what makes their offense much more efficient. He's like a spark plug. So, um, but he only played three minutes in the first half against Bellerman and they were losing. And so my question was, why isn't Tyler, you know, why didn't Tyler play more? And he gave us that explanation. So it, it's it's a mess over here, man. It's it, there's never a dull moment with with this team. <laughs> CL, I can understand old college basketball dynamics of why a program hits a lull, right? Like when they had hired Chris Mack, it was, hey, man, we're we're facing these potential NCAA punishments. It's hard to get you know high level recruits and bring them in here, and and we all know the refrain. Well, what is the issue now in this NIL era where I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, Louisville's got stacks on stacks. So what? <laughs> that, well, this, may, that, maybe not as many what? stacks. <laughs> maybe not as many stacks as, as it would seem from the outside. But okay. yes, they, they do have the resources. They do have the commitment to to go out and do you know, almost as much as they want to do, but, and and they signed a good class, you know, their, their class was top 10 ranked, uh, including the transfers, but one, they had one defection, Trenton flowers, who was their highest rated freshman. He was like a top 30 kid, like a week before classes start, he defects and decides he wants to go play professionally in Australia. Um, that, that was a big blow to this class. Um, not that he would have made I, – I, I can't even quantify how much of a difference he would have made because he would have been a difference maker. But he's he wasn't like an elite level where, you know, he's he's a one-and-done for sure talent and everything would fall into place had he been here. But um, I think part of the problem going back to last season for Kenny Payne was – they still hadn't settled the uh, the IARP case. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that kind of lingered. I mean, if you remember Roy's teams, you know, when when their NCAA investigation and, you know, he used to say that line, he hadn't forgot how to recruit McDonald's All-Americans, but they weren't coming anymore. So Kenny kind of faced a little bit of that, too, last year when he was trying to, you know, get a quick class, get a quick influx of talent. Um, so he had to go as is. But aside from all of that, I think this fan base would be forgiving and would be supportive and be would believe in him if what you saw on the floor was a product that, okay, 
we might not have the talent. We might be losing now, but I can see like this team is fighting. This team, you know, is disciplined in what they run. This team will be good later. And right now you're not seeing that. And so that's what kind of, you know, compounds all of this into <laughs> the mess that it is because it, there's, there's really not much hope right now. And I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could just leave this as a standalone comment, but it, it kind of feels like Nina King a little bit to me. Like, wait a second, you were smart enough to hire Mike Elko. Now you're trying to hire Manny Diaz. Huh? Uh, if Kenny Payne is smart enough to bring Nolan Smith there, why on earth does he have Danny Manning on the same bench well, with him? I, I'm more curious as Nolan Smith texted John Shire, hey, you got any, you got any room on that bench still? Hey, hey big head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I, I don't want to get you in trouble. I just, I remember they came to PNC last year and I, I like I had completely blacked out on everything going on with Louisville and Chris Mack. And he was such an awful fit for what they were trying to do. But he's, you know, the king schmoozer with Goodman and everybody else. So everybody allegedly loves Chris Mack. I, obviously, I don't. I don't think a lot of the people who covered him loved him either uh, in Louisville. He thought he was too good for Louisville. And that's fine. But they come into PNC Arena last year and looking at the bench and I'm like, wow. The, and I, I made the same joke everybody else did. Their coaches are better than the actual talent they have on the, you know, on the court. Like they're, I'd rather have Dolan Smith and Danny Manning right now mm -hmm. than the garbage they were rolling out there onto the floor. Like they just had no talent last year. Yeah. This year, though, I, I do feel like there's a, a little bit of an influx, right? Like even without there is, power, yeah, yeah, and and you can see it. Win. Yeah, yeah, you can see it in, in these losses that they've had the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. You can see it in flashes, but it, again, it goes back to the reason why I feel like the fan base has kind of lost, you know, lost hope. Arkansas State scored 48 points in the paint last night, and mm -hmm. it was in the same manner. They were running pick and roll. Their, got, their guards would just kind of hit the corner and get to the rim or get in the paint, and I didn't feel like there were any adjustments made to stopping that. There, the you know a zone perhaps i mean <laughs> when you can't man up usually that's the first you know that's the throw uh that's that's the easy fix just to kind of give them something different and make them do something different and and there was never anything that i really saw that that i felt like okay they're making this move to see what arkansas state does to adjust and you know the they just <laughs> they just fell flat Will Wade, Louisville coach next year? No, <laughs> no, he's still he's still too. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> even even for Louisville, that's even not. For Louisville? Hey, hey man, that's hey man, not, hey man. Yeah. If Bobby Petrino can go back from Tark, <laughs> let's think about well, Bobby Petrino coming back is the reason why Will Wade can't. Anything <laughs> you know, is possible. Can't. Anything is possible. Bobby Petrino went back to Louisville, Joe. Well, he did do that, <laughs> but I'm talking about this man. This man broke state laws, and he got back to Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, he broke state laws. I'll start the movement then. Right, I, right. I like Will Wade. I think he's a really good coach. CL Brown, we appreciate it. We will talk. Hey, to you I later. thank you guys. Big thanks to State Farm. Check out Matt Davis, insuregardner.com, voginsurance.com, or call him directly at 919-779-8277. Talk to an actual person in Garner who's going to save you money. I'm a State Farm customer myself. Been very, very happy with my service. And you could be in the same boat with Matt Davis. Yeah.
give him a call. Save money. Like, I don't know who doesn't like saving money. Speaking of saving money, we want to save you money on some cool retro-inspired apparel. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. Download the app, too. There's more ways to save. But get that thing started with OG23 in the promo code. Get 15% off some really cool shirts, hoodies, jackets. The bomber jackets are off the charts. Amazing. Feels like a theme. Saving money. Getting cool things. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. Weird. I do like that. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, he is the executive director, the, the, the commissioner for the Durham Sports Commission. He is Marcus Manning. And the 68th NAIA National Football Championship is going to be happening December 18th at uh, Durham County Stadium, Memorial Stadium. Marcus, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. So it's funny. We've been spending so much time over the last couple of weeks about big football, right? <laughs> you know, who's in, who's in the college football playoff? Do they belong, et cetera, et cetera. Wait a minute. Was there a controversy about I, that? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear. I didn't yeah. Hear. You know, our, our YouTube numbers are only popping for our takes on the, the Panthers. That's what it is. That's what it is. But, um, but for those who might not be familiar with this level, the NAIA and what it means to bring a, a bunch of people from all over the country uh, to this event and what this football, this, this kind of football is about. Yeah, it's fascinating. One, the NAIA, the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, uh, in a lot of ways, the NAIA is similar to NCAA Division II. You can give scholarships. You have 250 members uh, as a part of the association. They're based out of Kansas City, primarily small private institutions. Um, and I and I tell people it's unique to participate in college athletics. Six and a half to seven percent get that opportunity from high school to college. So it's big time to play and it's big time to uh, participate in a championship type environment. And so when we have the NAIA, it's special. This is our third year having it. Um, and it speaks to um, the area and, and really uh, rolling out the red carpet for the NAIA and and the teams, we could have a rematch of last year. Um, two of the final four teams, Northwestern College out of Iowa and Kaiser University out of Florida are still in it, along with Georgetown, Georgetown College out of Kentucky and then the College of Idaho. So we're excited to see what happens uh, come this Saturday. As a Rooter for some chaos. Number eleven seed, College mm-hmm. of Idaho. I, I thought College you know, people, of Idaho, but people decide, Mark. The eleventh seed. I love it. They shouldn't even belong here, right? Like they're gonna get wiped. <laughs> like why? You're the eleventh seed. How could they show uh, 11 up here? Out of Twelve. I Come on. Point out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we could have some uh, chaos, and that would be that would be fun to see. So we'll we'll see. We'll they see. better have a great nickname. It better not be something generic like the Wildcats, or it better be like the Potatoes. The College of Idaho Yotes, I believe. Yotes, it's, it's, I love they it. Yotes. did not let me down. They <laughs> understood the assignment. So if you're, if you're get here, me a Yotes shirt, Mark. Get them here. Get them to Durham. If you're pulling for these teams, you 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 ride hard for these teams. You're going to drive on down to Durham. And I know in some of the talking points that you had some fans that they drove 24 hours to get to the championship last year. We, drove, I guess we could be recreating this this year too, right? Yeah. Drove 24 hours and we may have the same thing this year. And, and, you know, we had a team from Iowa, a team from Florida last year, and we had people from New York state, 
to California that came to, to Durham. And over the last two years, we've had over $757,000 in economic impact. And so that just speaks to what this type of event, this championship event can do for the city. So we're excited to see what we can do this year. And you also have uh, another event that's taking place just before the end of the year. This is after Christmas between the 26th and the 28th. It's the champion Durham classic at Hillside high school, highlighting the triangles, young basketball. I love these holiday tournaments. Uh, it's just a good way to catch a, a lot of up and coming high school players. Maybe you get a glimpse of the next guy that might be going to a local school, et cetera. So uh, how long has this been been running and, and how the community gets around this? Yeah. So first the NAIA championship is at noon, noon kickoff. Ends around 3.34, we'll do the trophy presentation, and then we'll start to think about the champion during Classic. Um, the third time we've done it, uh, it was born out of a concept for um, one of our board members, Dan Hill, really wanted to think about what we could do as a sports commission and get into this holiday invitational space. And so uh, really, we want to credit and thank Hillside High School for being a host this year. They're part of the... Uh, the invitation was well, both on the men's and women's side. And, and for us, it, it, it truly is a showcase of local talent, Durham, Raleigh, the surrounding area. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about is not only do we have the teams and we have basketball, but we have what is called more than a game. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Inger Wicker McCree, former athletic director of NCCU, who's our board, who's our board chair, is leading the efforts to do a name, image, and likeness presentation. Um, and we're excited to see that. We've also partnered with Sheets to create informal interviews for students as they're thinking about their future, even before college, developing these, these life skills that you need to, to think beyond just sports. So we're excited about that aspect of it as well. I'm excited for both events. You know me. I'm a. I, I love football. I love hoops. Yes. What else is there in this world? Although I, I am. I am Tecmo curious. Bowl, right? Tecmo. Yeah. That's right. Do you want to? You want to hold the championship level event for us uh, in Durham? I don't know how much economic impact that's going to bring to Durham. But it'll be fun, though. It, it would be fun. fun. <laughs> it would be fun. You're absolutely right about that. So it, it is interesting because I'm glad you. I was gonna. I was gonna bring up the NIL aspect of it because. Uh, and, and this kind of event and this form that you're doing, because I think people might not realize that the, the NIL thing is everywhere now. It's it's not just college. I mean, there's there's discussions and, and obviously uh, things going on at the high school level as well. And it's I guess education matters the most here. You know, what is real? What's not real? What can you truly expect? And I think sometimes you know, both not just the, the players, but the parents also need to have a better understanding of what that marketplace is like. Yeah, absolutely. And as we had conversations internally, we wanted to make sure that there, there's a space, um, like you mentioned, for, for the educational process. As you're going through that recruitment process, you want to learn and experience every aspect of it. And, and what better way than hear from a former athletic director? We also have Mitch Moser, um, who's our treasurer on the board, but former CFO for Duke Athletics and Coach Graves, Ovesta Graves from Hillside uh, to join uh, Dr. McCree, Wicker McCree. And so it, it is that process of coaching up the parents, coaching up the student athletes. So when they enter into these type of conversations with schools, 
they've heard some golden nuggets from some experts in mm-hmm. the space. I'm 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 lost on the Yotes website right now, Marcus. <laughs> they they have packages to travel to the semifinal games. I didn't realize That's, the semifinal yes. was off off site too. Yeah. <laughs> They're the 11 seed. What a Cinderella story. Get them there. Let's go. <laughs> we may, if they make it, we may have you come out and absolutely. I'm, I'm getting a hoodie if they do. <laughs> oh, it's goodness. purple. I love it. It's a wolf. It's beautiful. All right, we'll go Long yotes, man. Can we let's hit up home fields? Yeah, they've got some throwback on the yotes. Make that happen. Marcus, we appreciate the time. Best of luck over the next couple of weeks. December 18th for the championship, the 98th championship. At, uh, at Durham County Memorial Stadium and, of course, the Champion Durham Classic at Hillside uh, on December 26th, 27th, and 28th. We appreciate the time. Best of luck at the end of the year. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great one. All right, let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Head on over to Oakwood Pizza Box. It's Thursday. They're open. They are. Yes. I remembered. Let's go. Wednesday through Sunday. Every day for dinner. What'd you guys do on picks and pizza? And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday lunch. What'd you guys do for picks and pizza? We haven't, we haven't yet. You haven't yet. You're taking the equipment when I'm done here. No. Okay. No. We're picking up and moving the equipment to the governor's mansion next week. I'm looking forward to that. I think the governor needs some, I think Roy Cooper needs some canes therapy. He does. I know they won the other day. Oh, did you watch? Probably not. Well, because I was at the Duke Hofstra game. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Canes right now. What are you talking about? The forgotten goalie. We we love to do this in, with quarterbacks. Yeah. I watched. The, uh, yes, I gambled on it, but it was Montreal versus the Penguins last night. Yeah. Do you know who the Penguins goalie is? It wasn't, uh, wasn't Flurry, was it? No, nah, it's Ned. It was Ned? And he was like playing on top of his head after giving him three goals in the first oh, period. Geez. They came back like... Mental note, don't ever get into a shootout with the Penguins. They're like rolling guys out there. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Well, the Canes. That's a problem. <laughs> Canes are back. I had, I had the Canadians at all. Canes are back. I mean, to give Luke DeCock another reference, because we talked about about the Canes with him earlier in the week, and they they won, looked pretty pretty good the other night. Uh, in a, what, a 4-1 victory? Kochekov was actually playing yeah, well. looked good. Um, he had that incredible... Um, they got Daytois tonight, so they got that favorite. Your arena, I love that arena, dude. I love that arena. But yeah, well, Kochekov came out of the crease to prevent the penalty shot. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible play. Words were exchanged. It was a lot of fun. And Luke kind of sarcastically was like, "Oh, look at that! Peter Kochekov plays like his best game." And suddenly, the Canes were X Y Z. I'm like, "I'm sorry, but that's a little too direct correlation." You're telling me that Sebastian Ajo hasn't functioned the last couple of weeks just because of that? Come on, now this is when your best players have to be your best players. I'm not looking at. Oh, you mean? I don't want to oversimplify it, but yeah, man, play your game and can, good things will happen. It can be easy to oversimplify hockey sometimes. It can be. I know. I try not to oversimplify. Yeah. I really don't. And you can get into the simplification two ways. Your goalie has to be good, but also who's one of, who's supposed to be one of your best players, but the other guys also have to contribute too. And if you kind of know what Peter Kochekov is or isn't at this point, step it up. Just step it up. Play your game which is what they did. Now, I didn't watch a lot of that game because I was over at Duke on Tuesday mm-hmm. night to go see the... I had to get my credentials. Ultimately, that was what it was about. <laughs> I had to go get my credentials. So I'm like, all right, let me, you know, caught up with our friends in the press room. Shout out to Aaron Beard and AP, Brendan Marks and Rod, young Connor. Just, you know, hanging out with the crew, having a good time, handing out stickers. 
handed out some glitter stickers while Speaking I was there. Danny Manning, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was not expecting uh, Hofstra to look like a team that was going to upset Duke at Cameron Indoor in the first half. They ended up winning that game. And I had the pleasure of sitting next to Josh Graham at that game, our friend over at WSJS. Okay. And somebody actually had caught this photo of where I'm at my phone. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see how Josh is leaned over and yapping at me. And he's firing off. He's basically soft launching, beta testing takes with me. I'm like, Josh, I'm just trying to watch this game in peace, man. Hofstra's <laughs> giving it to Duke right now. Like, I don't care about your Bryce Young take right now. I don't yeah, care. Much like Adam Gold, there is no off button with with Josh. I don't want to hear your... I had to tell Josh, your takes on NIL and bowl game participation make you sound like you're 60. How is it that you're sounding older than me? You're like 15 years younger than me. Stop it. Say, is Josh even 30? I think he just turned 30. Okay. I think he just turned 30. So, which I know because you would think, oh, you're 65 based on some of his very <laughs> unprogressive takes. <laughs> anyway perhaps i should not have put the water in my mouth i uh i got a text from skinny yeah during the game andrew and i he caught he caught a, a photo of me that i looked like i was pondering life while i was on press row you're like no i'm just trying to tune out Josh. it's really what it was i was just trying to tune out you're josh like, the entire yeah, time i spent I'm a like, lot of time with adam and this is how <laughs> i've perfected the art of tuning I, out someone sitting next uh-huh, to me uh-huh so i put the i put the image on instagram so there i am kyle filipowski's yeah. at the line i'm clearly like not looking in josh's direction and i simply asked what am i thinking wrong answers only and we got some really good responses. I thought I would read some of these. The best response was, was from AJ, Aaron Rodgers. I said wrong answers only, man. Wrong answers only. From Jay, from Jay Braz. The more I think about it, that Disney neighborhood sounds amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. I also got one from, was from, from DJ. Can't believe he turned himself into a pickle. Still the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's a uh, Rick and Morty reference. I never watched Rick and Morty. Never a show that I've watched. Adam over at Breeze Through. You're clearly thinking about gas station beers. You're right. I should have uh-huh. got, gotten a gas station beers on my way back. Make it more palatable. From LK, how many mentions of Taylor Swift would it take to get the YouTube numbers up? That is something Ooh. I think about on a, on a pretty consistent basis. And I actually thought that this was, for real, the best response from Southie. If Aaron Rodgers landed a guest role in season two of Ahsoka from Disney, would listeners be okay with an eight hour long mega podcast so I can get out all my thoughts? (laughs) Well done. I thought that was pretty good. All right. Over to Twitter where Jeff asks, how much does it cost to produce a halftime show? The ACC network showing old TV segments during the NC state halftime screams broke network. It's called efficiency guys efficiency they've been doing that a while they used to do the packer and durham they Mm. would re-rack something during halftime this is i brought this up simply to bring this up the acc network clearly is trying to save money there's only so many ways they're going to do their thing meanwhile the sec is getting an nfl-esque schedule reveal including an appearance on not espn not on Get Up, but on Good Morning America, on ABC, on their, I want to say it's the top 
rated morning news program, if I'm not mistaken? The ACC would never. The ACC would never get that. So just further examples that clearly the SEC is the focal point of ESPN and not, and not from, or not for the ACC. And we'll close on this. Got an email, Joe. Okay. Because you can email us if you want. The OG goes digital at gmail.com. This is from Will in defense of Ovias and the Ninewood. Oh, Lord. Will says, love the show. Can't wait to see what's in store for 2024. In some defense of the Ninewood, Dustin Johnson uses, or at least used a Ninewood as a higher launching, softer landing substitute for his three iron. So Ovias has more in common with Dustin Johnson than I do. He also sent me uh, an eBay listing for a 13 wood. He's like, time to put your money where your mouth is on a 13 wood. Hopefully the link works. I'm going to click on this, see what we got. It's a, it's an, oh, it's a big birth of 13 for 75 bucks. Dude. Can I, can I put this on the card, Joe? Uh, that's probably not a precedent you would like to set, sir. Can I, you want to buy a freaking scooter? <laughs> well, if golf equipment is in play, so that is, is not a, so a this, precedent you want to set. So this sir. is a Callaway big birth, birth of 13, 31 degree loft, 2004 women's RH, RH gems, 55 gram graphite or something. But is it left-handed? That's the question. That is the question. I don't see anything about it being, oh, no, RH, right-handed. I'm an idiot. I can read. So I can't buy that. I need a left-handed version of that club. 13 wood big Bertha. I'm all in. Anyway, Will con- Will concludes, please indulge my take on the golf discussion from Tuesday. We talked about Liv. Oh, okay. Would you like to indulge? Yeah. Quickly? Yeah, yeah. I don't have anybody in my day-to-day life willing to hear shit about golf. From a per- So he comes to us, I guess, because yeah, yeah. you know me, big golf talker. Huge. From a person who has loved playing golf his entire life and loves the history of the game, the only times I ever give a damn about televised golf are the four majors and anytime Tiger plays. I'll peek on a regular tournament just enough to know who the best players are and what they're doing. Live or whoever ends up owning the PGA Tour can throw all the money they want, screw with the tournament format or fan experience all they want. Eyeballs on golf and growth in golf spectatorship has always been directly tied to the dominant players. See Bobby Jones in the 20s, Sam Snead and Byron Nelson and Ben Hogan in the 30s and the 50s. Palmer in the 60s, Jack in the 70s. The tour is going to need the next person to show up. A Tiger is easily a decade outside of his dominant prime. If it, is it that simple? I think you have to have a galvanizing personality as well, yeah. right? Like Jordan Spieth, uh, Justin Thomas. They're both guys that you, you know, people want to root for. Scotty, Scotty Scheffler, Rory's a guy you want to root for. Um, Scotty Scheffler's John Rahm, arguably the two best golfers in the world. Scotty Scheffler can't putt. Yeah. Like, what a curse. He's got that in common with us, too. <laughs> like, what a curse to have that much talent and not be able to putt. Cam Smith is a guy with the mullet a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Bry- Bryson DeChambeau is someone who everybody hates, but I expect to have a really good year this year in majors. So, I mean, there, there's personalities, but there's not a transcendent personality. And I think... Maybe Ricky Fowler was supposed to be that. He was, Jordan he was supposed to be that was guy. supposed to be that. Yeah. And because Ricky had know. the look, he had all that oh. stuff going for him. Spoke to the Utes. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't win. Yeah. He just couldn't win. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you Monday. Mm-hmm. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.